Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Um, you know, and it'll be good to watch the film and, you know, get a little more granular on what's happening. But, you know, we had carryover on some of the things we've been emphasizing. Um, you know, just your habits and your instincts, I think those things, as I said, take some time. And, uh, it's good for the guys to get a feel because it's, it's different. It's different in the game, so it was, it was good to play. Welcome back, Hawks fans. It's your boy Bryce Lewis back at it again for another Believe in Hawks podcast. We are back again, and this time, Hawks preseason has officially started for this team and the journey now has begun we'll talk about the game against the cleveland cavaliers in the preseason opener some some good things i saw we got a trent forest takeover fourth quarter who had that on the bingo card i mean hey man we love to see the development from the guys uh, a lot of guys stood out in that game and then we're also going to talk about the new list that espn brought out about the top 100 players. We're going to talk about where Hawks are on that list and just the big one around Trey Young and a couple of people they have ahead of him actually in that in that ranking. So we're going to talk about all that today on Believe in Hawks podcast. We're going to have another great show. Once again, I'd like to thank everybody who's tuning in right now to this show, letting me be a part of your day and talk about our beloved Hawks. Or if you're a basketball casual fan and just loves the game and just loves talking ball about and about other teams, man, definitely appreciate you tuning in. If you're if you're watching me on video, don't forget to like, subscribe to the video, to the channel, support some support. If you're a Falcons fan, I also do Falcons content, so definitely have that here. And if you're listening to me through audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, whatever you're listening to me on, don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to give give this uh, episode a thumbs up. Give the, the, the podcast a thumbs up if you really do like it. Appreciate any support you guys can do. Tell your friends about it everything under the sun man because you know we're just here like i said just talking about talk about some hawks basketball and everything like that so and obviously don't forget to follow me on brycey uh underscore 2k on twitter b-r-i-c-e-y underscore 2k if you don't see this on youtube you can see it at the bottom of your screen if you're listening to me through audio uh you i just spelled it out so you can follow me there so let's go ahead and dive right into it man hawks win an exciting preseason game opener against the cleveland cavaliers 108 to 107, a game where we saw basically the new look Hawks, the new Quinn Schneider Hawks. Uh, first thing that immediately stood out was, I think a lot of people pointed this out, uh, better de- defensive effort. I think regardless of his preseason or regular season, you you want to show defensive effort uh, regardless of, of what time of the year it is because, you know, that's something you got to commit to. If you commit to it early, that can be something that can go into the regular season and you continue to build through the regular season. Not everything was perfect, but you can see the team was more aggressive on switches. Uh, guys were definitely being disruptive. I think a few guys had a few steals in the game. Trey Young had three steals in this game, uh, active with his hands and everything like that. You know, trying to be effective, maybe not be a guy who can stop you one on one, but someone who you know, could 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 be really good in terms of, you know, able to create turnovers and passing lanes and maybe get a couple of steals like DeJounte Murray was good at last year. So um, overall, that was, that was the first thing that stood out to me. Also, ball movement looked better. You could see, you know, the different type of sets and things they're using. Now, obviously, this is the preseason, so they're not going to, like, use the boatload of what everything they have in there. And there's probably some things that they're still working on right now in camp uh, that they'll continue to work on going into the future. 
Right now, the Hawks play three games in five days. They played one of those. They play a second one against Memphis Thursday, and then they'll play another one on Saturday. So, you know, they're pretty much – they kind of – I don't know, I mean, I think the Nuggets also played for the first time a preseason game yesterday. So, you know, they're kind of like, you know, one of the last teams to play. Saturday against the Pelicans before they play Indiana next Monday. So – uh, other observations in the game. Shadiq Bay, I want to talk about him. Uh, uh, you know, Bay was a guy last year who kind of fell in love if he wasn't shooting threes with the mid range. Clearly, you can see, you know, if you look at Bay, he's a very well built person. Uh, you know, strong guy, strong person. You know, he 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 definitely is someone who I think they talk to and said, we want you to use your strength. We want you to use your size to your advantage. And, and Bay was driving in this game, fighting off contact and getting buckets. And if Bay can do that, man, that that in and of itself, especially in a contract year for him, him that just adds to his game. You know, that's that's, that's, that's going to be big. Because uh, like I said, Bay pretty much was a shooter, pretty much in all aspects of the word last year. So if he's able to kind of start creating contact, scoring off contact, that just adds an extra element to his game outside of being a three-point shooter, a guy where if you get him off the three-point line, he's not afraid to go into the paint, make some content, and make a couple of buckets. And I think that was something that I saw a couple of Hawks fans on Twitter last night talk about, talk about how Bay fighting contact, scoring off contact, that those are the types of things you want to see that I mean, you saw he improved in. Because like I said, you didn't really see that a lot last year with Bay. And so the fact that he's doing that now is something uh, I think a lot of Hawks fans are really pleased about. We had two inactives in this game, DeAndre Hunter and Bogdanovich. A lot of people were, when they saw the starting lineup, and because the starting lineup was Trey, DeJounte, Bay, Johnson, and Capella, people were like, is, is, is Snyder benching Hunter? Is he really going to start Hunter off the bench? I told people, it's calm down. He's not hurt. I'm sure with, again, them playing three games in five days, they're not trying to especially with bogey i mean bogey everybody pretty much news like you know he's gonna have those games where he just doesn't play like last year he really didn't play in back-to-backs like he's just not he's not especially and he just played fifa so there also may be extra uh caution there with him to make sure that he doesn't extend himself too much but um hunter everybody was wondering what was going on with that after the game steiner basically said he's gonna play thursday so that squashed done <laughs> like, you know, I, I think people want to, is he not going to start? No, I, I I think realistically, again, Quinn Snyder has said they're going to experiment with things. They're going to try some things. They're going to look at some different things during the preseason. I don't think, I think your starting five will be the same starting five outside of John Collins not being there. You just got to figure out who's going to play four and five. I mean, the four. Um, because, well, I mean, shoot, some people want the five changed after what we saw in the preseason game. And I'll get to that in a second, but you know, you you got to think about who's going to be your four, Bay or Jalen Johnson. I've always said I think it's going to be Bay just because I feel like they want spacing in that starting unit. Jalen's not really a great shooter, even though he he can create spacing because of his passing and because he can kind of operate from different parts of the floor. But they may want that shooting in that lineup with Bay. But we'll like I said, we'll see when you know maybe through preseason or we'll see when regular season hits, uh, game one hits. But yeah, so back to the game. Um, I think Trey played well. I like the fact that Trey, even though he took five threes, only made one. Trey, Trey was very, you you can tell one thing Quinn Snyder wants 
is he wants them to take quick shots, quick decisions. And this is something he's mentioned. This is something I've mentioned. Trey was hesitating, like, do I want to take this three? He kind of just was like, when he when he when he said I'm taking the three, he committed to it and took it. And that's what Quinn wants his players to do. He wants them to be committed to taking those shots, getting them up, you know, and 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 just, you know what I'm saying? Like he he would rather them be confident in taking that shot and get as many up as they want as they can than hesitating. Oh, I don't know, because then that can stagnate the offense because then now you're not making quick decisions. The defense can get more set, and that can create issues. The Hawks, as a total, took 41 threes last night, so you know, high value. Only hit 12, but, you know, again, you had every single player playing. But overall, you know, that's what he wants. I think they had close to 30 in the first half in terms of getting them up. I think. I could be wrong. Uh, but – Overall, yeah, they they definitely you could see the confidence. Dejounte putting them up, Bay putting them up, Trey putting them up. Yeka Kongu, Yeka. Listen, before I get into Yeka Kongu, I got to tell y'all a little story about what happened to me at Kroger. So you know, I just randomly was like, I need something cheap to eat, whatever. Went to the you know Kroger Deli, got me a little meal, seven dollar meals that they have. Um, so got me a seven dollar meal. Guy guy rang me up. He put the little sticker on there. He gave me the quarter chicken breast. That's two thirty-seven. I said, I said he gave me a deal basically because you know when you scan it, you know that joke people like saying when I scan a PS five as like a banana, you know that's basically what happened basically. Um, so I, I scanned it out and I said I, before and before I left, I said you're feeding families. And then I and then you know what Yaka Kongu is doing hitting those threes? He's feeding families. Yaka Kongu keep feeding me threes, man. I love it. I was I was. All over Yaka Kongu last year when he was hitting mid ranges. Now you're telling me Yaka Kongu is, is a good three point shooter? That man has made rapid improvement in his shooting over the last two off seasons. I mean, because the thing about him is you can even see his form and how he sets up to shoot. He kind of has that shooter, that shooter, you, you gotta have your hands out as a shooter. Like you kind of wanna have him out and catch it and release. That's kind of how Yaka Kongu did it. And he was making a man two or three last night. You know, if Yaka Kongu can do that, man, that makes him just that much more dangerous as a player. And one thing he wanted to work on this offseason was his ball handling and his shooting. Because if he's going to be from the basket more, you know, again, you want to be dangerous at the three-point line. But then if they try to collapse, he gets to the paint. And we saw that when he hit the Euro step in this game. Coming down the lane, hit the Euro, got the crowd, got the bench going crazy. Yako Kongu, everybody, really developing that offensive game that, you know, I've always felt like he seems like he has a lot of offensive potential. He's great touch of the rim. And it's and I think you're seeing it through his shot. I think his great touch of the jump shots. Uh, and I think that's why he's not, I guess, going through as much of a learning curve, trying to be able to do it. Now, obviously, the big thing that came from that clearly is again, Yaka is kind of entering a kind of sort of contract year a little bit. They have to make a decision on him. He's making all these strides, he's continuing to improve. A lot of people were wondering about the center position and saying, okay, if Iyaka is going to be like this, he has to start, right? At some point, right? Like you would have to think we're going to, we're going to give him that nod. And it's a good point. It's a good point. The thing is, is that I think the thing with Capella when it comes to that center position is you got to understand 
the Hawks look at Capella as he's a he's he's, he's their tallest like center on the roster. Good shot blocker. He's one of the, he's been one of the best rebounders in the game since he's been in the league. You know, even even though Yucca Kongu is a good rebounder, he I mean everybody knows like Yuck, I mean Clint Capella has those twenty game twenty rebound games sometimes. He'll have them more often than Yucca. Not saying that Yucca can't. Yucca I think has had one before. Or has had very close to a twenty twenty game before or like twenty rebound games, but uh, if not already. But the one thing I think that stands out to me when it comes to the center position is that because of that, that's why I don't think they're in this ultimate rush to take Capella off the bench and they're okay letting Capella start because this could turn into a situation where Capella, if this is what Quinn Snyder wants to do, Capella could start games and then you have a Kongu finishing potentially that, that like, now I feel like you can really do that based off matchups if you're going as a bigger basketball team, then yeah, you may be like, all right, Capella probably needs to finish this game. If you're going against a smaller, more athletic, more like, you know, got team like that, like Golden State usually is, probably a Kongu would be your best bet to me. And that could be what they're doing. But, a, but Clint may start games. Um, I, I think that, you know, because Clint pretty much is, like I said, Clint is who he is. Clint was taking a lot of threes yesterday. He took him at open practice. He took him in warmups. I I don't know if that's something that Snyder has mentioned to Clint of just improving his shooting touch. Um, I mean, I could see that being something they said, hey, can you improve your, your shot? Obviously, we know you're not going to be a shooter, but like maybe improve your free throw shooting, you know, just improve your shot in general for that reason. But overall with Clint, you know, I, I think, you know, everybody's going to have is going to have their their gripes with him because offensively we say he misses bunnies sometimes and he's not always the most effective guy on the floor. And he has some games where he's kind of off, but at the same time he has those games where, like I said, he has 20 rebounds, a couple of block shots uh, and really be active. And I think, um, I think that's where you have that love hate with Clint Capella, but after you, what you saw with a last night, you're probably like, damn, you know, I, I really, really like what, you know, I saw from him and it gives you more confidence where if they ever needed to go to Kongu as a starter or just to play him more minutes, potentially in a game, you feel very confident when the Kongu can build grains to the table. Cause I feel like he can develop into a Quinn Schneider player. So I think that is something to me that will be interesting to see along those lines um, with them. So we'll have to see, we'll have to see how that looks. Uh, other things, Jalen Johnson, I think he looked good. Uh, you know, you can see with some of the sets, they had him at the top of the key a lot. They had him, they had him kind of in a position where he can use his playmaking more. Uh, Glenn Willis, a guy who great follow on Twitter, really breaks down the game really well. And especially the Hawks talked about it on his Twitter feed about how just, they, you can tell some of the stuff they're running is to help him with his playmaking so he can be effective in different ways. But he said that one thing that Jalen needs to improve on is being able to take a defender and still make a play. You know how you drive to the rim, but you can still play make. That's something Jalen needs to continue to improve and continue to work on. 
And I think that's something that I think I, I agree with wholeheartedly. I think, you know, that's something that will take him to the next level if he's able to take guys off the dribble, but also still be able to have the vision to find guys. You can see his passing on display a couple of times, the alley hoop to Yeka Kangu. Um, you know, he had one over into the corner. You can he, I mean, he he really is a really gifted passer. And I think he just adds another threat to the floor in terms of playmaking for this team when certain possessions break down and things and everything like that. Overall, uh, other standouts, obviously, I know it's been 15 minutes and I haven't talked about Trent Forrest. Don't worry. Trent Forrest went crazy in the fourth quarter. You can tell Trent Forrest really um, – Trent Forrest really worked on his game, man. Like, one thing about Trent Forrest when he got caught up from the Skyhawks, one thing about him is he's known as a defender. He knows he makes his bread on the defensive end. He is a bigger guard who can defend guys. But he was kind of a guy with a scouting report that was kind of like the offensive game is where it was left to be desired. There wasn't a lot of offensive juice there really at all. And you could kind of see that when you when he played last year for us. He really didn't bring anything offensively to the table. It was kind of like you're getting a Tabo Cephalosha or a Andre Robeson type of player. Like, oh, he can, if, he, if he ain't defending that well, he kind of don't do nothing for you. And in, in this game, he's shimmy, you know, he's shimmying, he's, he's, he's crossing up a good what, one step, you know, I'm in, in, in touch at the rim floaters. And you're just kind of like, hey, yo, <laughs> like, like, where did this come from? And I know he's playing against, you know, the, the Cleveland's C and D teams or whatever, whatever you want to say. But I mean, the but I mean, he really even in this college Skyhawks really never showed it to that extent. And, and Trent's a guy who's worked on his game every offseason. So he he's a guy who clearly said, okay, I know I make my my money defensively, but I need to get in the gym and get that offensive game right. Because then now if I could at least be somewhat of a threat in some capacity on the floor offensively, that can get him more minutes and a more permanent and, a, and a, maybe a, just a better a better role on a team. And obviously on the Hawks, like you would think he wouldn't be the third point. I think that's either going to be Patty Mills or Kobe Bufkin. But I, I think what 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 Forrest is saying is that maybe you can keep him on the end of the bench. And if you ever need, if you ever just want to switch it up one day, because like I said, he is a bigger guard. You know, you just need some defense. He's a guy that you can put out there. And then he also could provide something to you as well offensively. Obviously, we'll have to see, you know, that against, you know, ones and the ones for other teams. But it's just something that, you know, to keep in mind to see that type of performance of him going head to head with Imani Bates on Cleveland. We all know Imani Bates, if you're a hooper and you're a hoop fan, you know Imani Bates can hoop. He's a confident kid. You saw you saw it when he when they when Cleveland when they played Cleveland on uh Tuesday. But you know, you you could see like the talent there. You could see what they were doing there. And I think that's really big for them, the fact that Trent was able to go toe-to-toe with a guy hit a clutch shot like he did in the fourth quarter, getting uh, a foul. I think they called it on Kusharif uh, and and just really being able to kind of take over a game. You know, that's not, that's not someone you would think as a guy who would take over a game, Trent Forrest. So it was really great to see that. And then big shout out to Seth Lundy too, man. He came in there and hit some big threes. That's one thing Lundy going to be able to do. I've said this. He's going to be able to shoot. His game is easily translatable to the NBA with that. He will be able to play. The biggest thing, I think, with Kyle Korver working with all the rookies, and especially Seth, is that he's just trying to develop other parts of Seth's game. Right now, he can shoot right now in the NBA. But we need to give him extra. Can you do more? Because then whenever that time comes where they're like, hey, Seth, if he's if it's with the Hawks, and they're like, we need you to, you know, be a part of this rotation, 
you know, it gives you confidence if he develops that game that, you know, he could be a very uh, big contributor in that rotation and, and be someone who could really contribute for the Hawks. So the fact that he was able to make some big shots coming into the game, he only played eight minutes last night. This was really big to see. And then we'll get, we'll get to uh, the last rookie here. Uh, Muhammad Gay uh, played. And I know that one was a little bit interesting. I, you could tell coming into the game, he got a gig delay a game because he didn't have his, um, I think he didn't have his uh, jersey tucked in. And so, I mean, I said, oh, he's nervous, ain't he? You could tell he's nervous. And indeed, he was nervous. And listen, I get it. You're, you're playing your game for the first time, man. You you, you playing uh, an NBA, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if even it was preseason, it's it's still something um, that could be nerve-wracking for any player, any young player. And I think for, for him, it was it was big because at least he was able to get that run. He was able to play. He was able to get that, you know, ability to kind of get out there, see how it's like. He seemed a little excited, seemed a little overwhelmed. But I don't want people to be concerned because I think, again, he's one of those guys. Remember, he's the most least experienced basketball player on this entire roster. I think he hasn't played basketball that long in just his entire life. So getting to this level, I'm sure, is a little bit different from him. And I, but I think he'll get more comfortable as time goes on. Trey Young mentioned him as someone who really stood out in uh, scrimmages in training camp so far. So clearly he's, he's been able to hold his own against the, the Hawks' main guys, starters, and second bench unit. So I, I don't think it's something we should be concerned about. Definitely maybe want to see a bit more from him. I'm curious to see how he performs against Memphis and then against uh, New Orleans. But really good to see uh, him get some run. I mean, you could see his athleticism a little bit on display. You can see a little bit of his ball handling a little bit. You 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 can kind of – it's like with him, you can just – you can see the talent. You, you can see the talent. And now it's just a matter of getting – you know, again, he's a project. He He's a guy who you, you really feel like if you, you put that work into him, he'll end up being a pretty, pretty good player in this league. It, it, he has the tools. Super tall kid, athletic, can dunk, can shoot, you know, but you can tell, like I said, last night he seemed nervous, you know. he took, I think his first shot was a three, hit the side of the backboard. I mean, not the side, but, like, he didn't hit – he basically didn't hit rim. And so you could tell, like, all right, yeah, he's a little nervous. But, I mean, that's just playing through jitters. I'm not at all concerned about about that. You know, it's just part of the game. And I think he'll he'll feel better and get more confident this time. Goes on. And then Kobe as well. Seem confident. Yeah. Look one thing about Kobe, man. He's a very confident player, man. He's gonna play confidently. He's gonna, he's gonna, you know, get shots up like Snyder wants. He's 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 a guy who I think really, really um He's, he's going to be interesting. He was kind of used mainly as a two last night, which he was drafted in, in draft circles was considered a combo guard. Played mainly point at Michigan, but Quinn may use him more as a two kind of here. And I think that's why some people, I, I asked the question, they think Patty might be the PG3 truly potentially because of that. But Kobe looks good. Kobe looks confident. Um, and that's what you really want to see from the guys. I mean, like I said, I think everybody's kind of been like, I like the rookies this year, and I think that's why, is that they're all competitive, they all have their different strengths, and they all can impact the game in different ways. And I think the players see, oh, these guys can be good. And so I think, again, with this development system that they're implementing here, 
I think that's going to be big for the Hawks moving forward. And just overall, you saw the ball movement last night. You saw the, the cuts. You saw off-ball tray. Um, you saw a lot of different things that Quinn wants to do. And it's just one of those things they got to keep doing and keep getting repetition doing. And once they do that, as the season continues, it'll improve. It'll get sharper. It'll get better. And like I said, we haven't seen everything. So it's going to definitely start to stand out more as time goes on. Now, let's get to this NBA list. So, uh, ESPN every year brings out these top player rankings, 100 this year, just top 100 players in the game. They did one last year, then one the last couple of years. Um, obviously, a lot of people don't like the list. Some people think, whoa, da, 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 da. so what? In terms of the Hawks, they have three people on this list this this year. Trey, DeJounte, and Capella. But let me make sure that I'm actually right about that. <laughs> but uh, those are the three that I remember um, being on the list. And one of the things I think that got people kind of riled up a little bit was the fact that Trey – well, first, Trey was ranked higher on the list, first of all, last year. Then he then he dropped down, right? Whatever, dropped down. But the thing that I think people – have looked at is why is guys like Lori marketing ahead of him on that list? Oh, listen, Lori marketing is a great player. So I'm not even out here trying to make it seem like it is Cabello, but like he's not worth being on the list. I just think, to say Laurie Martin is better than Trey Young is 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 insane. And I think this is part of the agenda. A lot of people feel like a lot of people a lot of people are underrating Trey Young. Because he was 16th on the list in 2022. Now he's 29th. And you got guys ahead of him like Laurie Marketing, Drew Holiday. Interesting. You know, some people. I think even Sabonis or Tyler's Halliburton, Carl Anthony Towns. They're good players. But, you know, some people, you know, bat an eye a little bit when they see it. Like, really? And this, just like I said, goes into the perception of Trey in the media. There's always been this agenda of that, you know, the media underrates Trey. And they don't appreciate Trey. And a lot of people think he's overrated. A lot of people think, oh, he's not that good, blah, 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 whatever. And the thing is, is like, I've always said the fact that Trey has been able to do what he's done at his size is extremely impressive and shows the skill he has in this game. But at, but at the same time, it feels like a lot of people in the media use his side at, size as the reason why he's not rated highly. 
And for me, I'm just like, that makes no sense. Because he's averaging 25 and almost 10 at his height and doing what he's been doing, and he's considered one of the players in the game, and et cetera, et cetera. But yet we we look at Trey, and we so many people are just not high on him. And I think this list made people feel like that. That some of the names ahead of him is just kind of like, really? Like, Lawyer Marketing wasn't even on the list last year. And now he's ahead of Trey Young. And I think a lot of people are just kind of shocked by that. Because Trey, what he does, he he because the thing is Trey has to do so much for this team. He he did so much for this team. And hopefully with Quinn Snyder coming into the fold, that changes a little bit this year. That's not what the Hawks need as much this year as he's done in previous years. But for him to do what he's done these last few years and for him to be rated like this is kind of insane. And this isn't even me being a homer. This is just like, I mean, I just I'm a lover of the game of basketball. And I know what Trey brings to the table. Like people like I said, especially like last year, I think is really when it stood out with this agenda with Trey. All these negative articles and all these people saying, oh, he don't play no defense. And, da, 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 da. and this is why he can't be good. And Jalen Brunson's better than him. And, da, 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 da. and I'm just like, like, where do y'all get like, he's had a great playoff performance. He's been to East Conference Finals. He averages 25 and 10, 30 and 10. He does all these things. And yet for some reason, it's like, it doesn't, mean anything to a lot of people like oh it's meaningless and i'm like why because technically you can make an argument it should be harder for him to average 25 30 because of this height and he's one of the best if not top five passes in the game i think there was something else that came out and i i remember i remember scrolling over i didn't really read into it a lot but i think there was another top five passers list and trey wasn't even on there and i think people were just like yo like, Trey is really getting no love from the media in any capacity. And I was like, yeah. God, Trey just is not getting the appreciation as a, as a hooper that he is like other players are. And listen, I, you know, I've, I've already, I've, I've told people this before, you know, covering the Hawks. I'm actually, I'm actually covering them for four years now. It's kind of tells you I've covered them, I think, since the not four, I think three seasons. This is my fourth season coming up. Um, you know, when when I created, you know, my content for the Hawks, when I would sometimes bring up the Hawks to people in the industry, just you know, bring them onto the show, I always sometimes felt like people didn't take it seriously. Or they like, oh, I don't really have time, or oh, oh, nothing. Like, like, it, 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 you, I could feel the vibe of like the Hawks aren't important. Why do I want to talk about them? Because that's ultimately that's how a lot of people in the media feel about the team. Is just like, who cares? And so for me, I've always kind of had an issue with that because, you know. I, I my only criticism sometimes of journalists in the game is that sometimes I question how much they love hoop. Like they might like do you do you just love the business or do you love the game? Do you love the business of being on TV or being a top uh, you know writer and writing about it and things like that because you know it's going to get you clicks and it's going to get you views and people know you for it? Or do you, or, or, or do you also love the game of basketball? You love just watching the hoop. You love watching the teams. You love watching different players, because 
if you love the game, I don't see why you, you know, obviously I'm not saying if you're a regular fan, you, you, your favorite team be the Hawks or anything like that. But like, you know, you, you, you shouldn't, you know, appreciate certain players. Cause like, you know, like, Oh man, this guy can hoop. This guy can really do something. This guy can really, you know, stand out. And sometimes I just feel like I talk to people in the industry and they're just kind of like, eh, who cares? And I think that reflects in guys like Trey, where they're just like, they'll hear Trey Young and it's like, eh, 30 and 10, bleh. Okay. Jalen Brunson drops 30 and 10 and the Knicks win. Oh my God, Jalen Brunson is elite. Jalen Brunson is a top five point guard. He's one of the best point guards in the Eastern Conference. Because you know, every I mean, if you know the Knicks machine, you know, any, any success they have, they're pushing to the moon. And, and again, this isn't a shot at Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is a really good player. I like to say, I know who. I know he's a really good player. He's a short port guard, just like Trey, doing what he's doing. So I, I, I don't at all discredit him, but I'm just saying, like, the love in the media with Trey is not the same with other players. And then and a lot of it also is due just because he's on the Hawks. And that's and I feel like that's, that's messed up. Like, you know, if, if a player is doing great things, you should appreciate him for doing great things. That's all I'm saying. I don't think that's insane. I think that that should be something that should definitely be, you know, acknowledged. I, I just, I sometimes just don't get sometimes a thinking on um, why we, we rate him so, so lowly sometimes. Because he, like I said, I mean, he, he, he pretty much is, you know, she's like, you know, Obviously, he wants to improve his shot, but one of the best playmakers in the game still can get you 25-30 on every given night. You saw what he did in the fourth quarters against the Boston Celtics last year, the type of player he can be. And I just don't see how people look at that and think, eh, I mean, he's a decent player. You know, so. Uh-uh. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to go any further with it, but just, you know, in, in general, I, I kind of see the outrage. And listen, I'm I'm excited for this year because I think Trey Young's going to prove a lot of people wrong. I think Trey Young's going to remind a lot of people why, you know, he he is was was as good as advertised coming out of Oklahoma, why he got us to East Conference Finals a couple of years ago. I think he's going to remind us all this year with the system that Quinn Snyder now, next now he has a coach who can maximize his skills and help put him in position to be even better than what he was before. And that's realistically something that I really do look forward to watching this team this year. So definitely look forward to like, you know, seeing that. But overall, like I said, good win against Cleveland preseason wise. Saw some good things. We'll see how they do against Memphis. We'll see how they do against New Orleans and we'll see how they do against Indiana as time goes on. So, you know, it's preseason. Don't want to get too deep into things. Don't want to read too deeply into things. It's just good to see a lot of the young guys play and see how they do. And then just kind of see what lineups and different things that Quinn Snyder plays with as this goes, this preseason goes on as we get closer to regular season. But that's all we've got today, guys, for you guys. Like I said, appreciate you guys tuning into the show. Don't forget, follow me on Twitter, Ricey underscore 2K. B-R-I-C-E-Y underscore 2K. If you listen to me on audio, subscribe to my YouTube if you want to see the video version of these shows. Uh, also, Bryce underscore 2K. Uh, do Falcons content as well, so if you want to check that out too, if you're on the channel, definitely do that. Like, subscribe, share, everything under the sun. Audio-wise, same thing. Leave review. Leave leave your comments. You know, and, and just really, really, uh, really appreciate you guys. Like I said, every time, everybody who listens to me, I appreciate you just letting me be a part of your day. 
letting me talk let me talk hawks hoops with y'all uh, i got some plans coming up guys we're gonna get some other people on the show here i was just trying to get us into the regular season we're gonna have some people from around the hawks uh content creation community some people from you know companies in the in the in the in the, in the league um you know on on the show in the future so i definitely got some things in the works for you guys so i appreciate you guys sticking with me and riding it out with me as we continue to get through that period of this podcast and appreciate believe once again for giving me the platform to talk about hawks with all of you hawks fans today so like i said it's your boy bryce lewis see you next time